Welcome back to another edition of The Last Action Critics with your hosts, Will and Ian Pitch Fix Champion. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. He's such a champ. Uh, uh, excuse me, Pitch Fix Champion? Pitch Fix Champion? No pictures, no you, pictures, no pictures. Who have you fought in the last uh, couple of weeks? Uh, how are you holding your title? Uh, are you going to schedule this mandatory fight soon? No comment. No comment, of course. You know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it on on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is what we're doing. Christmas Eve. I'm going to take you on. Okay. Over the film Die Hard 2. Some people might say, how do you pitch fix Die Hard 2? To that I say, listen, bitch. I would say the same thing. Nice. All right. We're going to move on because yeah. we don't want to get too, too weird in here. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. What? Uh, how you been? What you been, been up good. to? Should we tell them what movie we're doing? Oh, we should tell them what movie we're doing. Yep. Piggy Pig. Pig. Pig with who? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Alex Wolf. Adam. Erkin. If you're thinking, did they go and get some shitty Nicolas Cage movie? No, we didn't. We didn't. We went ahead and got a little thing we like to call a drama. You guys have been asking for a little change up, a little change of pace. Here you go. Pig, change of pace. Yep. You're Welks. You're probably thinking, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. That was, why'd you watch that movie? Well, we had to. It's our job. We are still an action podcast. But. But today. We're doing Pig. Today we're doing Pig. And I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this movie. Me too. So, we got a lot to get to on that. Yep. But, let's not dispense with the puzzle. No, 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 no. Let's get to it. Yep. Talk about what we've been up to. What okay. have we been up to? What have we been up to? Uh, we did a little thing at your place. We did. A little going away thing for me. A going away thing for you. Right after we did a birthday thing. And just a get together. At your place. Yes. With Katrina yep. and Ryan yep. and Callie, yep. Katrina's sister, yep. who was a delight. Yep. I, the she first time I had met her as well. Ditto. Uh, seemingly great. She swims um, deep in the ocean. She does. Into Those the were, caves. Yes. Terrifying. Dame Diver, at Dame Diver, if you want to follow her yep. on Instagram. Beautiful pictures. Great pictures. Terrifying experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done a little bit, but yep. going down that deep would be terrifying. I've never scuba'd. I would like to scuba. Scuba-ing's fun. So were I to scuba, I'd be a fan of scuba-ing like 15 feet down. I think you can just swim 15 feet well, down. But, but but you can stay down longer. Right. If you're scuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha I don't gotcha. want to go into a cave. I mean, I do want to go into a cave. Like, that seems cool, but it's also, like, going down incredibly is terrifying. Is fun. I mean, yeah. there's a claustrophobic piece to it for sure. How far there's, down did you go? I want to say, like, 15 meters. Which is, what, like, 30 feet? 15 meters 30 is, feet? like, is like 45 feet, right? Oh. Is I don't know. No, not conversion. quite. I should. Yeah, Stupid I mean, America. She's doing like forty-five go- meters. Forty-five meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. that—that's big. That's fifteen v- meters is pretty much like, hey, we went down right. fifteen meters, fifteen times three, whatever that is. So oh, 45. forty-five. Okay, yeah. So forty-five feet down. You, you know, you're still down. Your yeah. ears got to pop. It's cool learning how to regulate your breath, yeah. so that you can stay at certain depths or rise up. All that kind of stuff. Yep. The stuff she's doing is much more advanced yep. than what I was doing, which is cool, yeah. but uh, yeah. it's a different deal. And for those of you who recall this, you went to Katrina. His birthday. I did. Way and we discussed it mm. way back in, I believe, May, June. Yeah, one June, of our first June. one of our first shows. Would have been June. Very early on. So go back. See if you can find I'm not gonna tell you which episode. So you gotta listen to them all. Yeah. 
That was a fun birthday, actually. I recall. That's why we talked about it on the show. I know. You talked about how much fun it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of All fun. Oh, right. So, so we, we did, did that. that. Yeah. We rolled our own sushi. We rolled our own we sushi. We realized you're not good at rolling no, sushi. No, I had too much rice. You had too much too rice. Too much rice. Too much rice. Way too much I rice. I heard a lot of excuses about, <laughs> you know, oh, my seaweed was broken. I well, don't know. you know, I had bad seaweed, too. Yeah. Okay. You know, my seaweed was definitely <laughs> okay. problematic. Yeah. You know, maybe I, my, my fish might have been thicker than everybody else's. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prepared that fish myself. Oh, well, All then pieces I, were perfect. The you same knew what size. you were doing. You cut. Yeah. The, you knew which ones I was going to take <laughs> yeah. ahead of time. You were like a magician or a psychic or something. Yeah, I was clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. You're welcome. Yeah, that was a fun dinner. It's super fun. Anyway, you made a cake. I made a cake. You this is the first time cake. I made a cake. Crystal was a little bummed that you made I a think. cake. Oh, that that I made it for <laughs> the first cake I made. She's yeah. like, oh, you never made yeah. me. A Didn't cake. make me look good. And no, because no. it was for my <laughs> wife's birthday. <laughs> we'll made a cake. What'd you do? <laughs> I, don't Love know. You? I, I showed up. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> not a, not good enough. <laughs> not I've learned enough. not good enough. No, no, no. Ugh. And Crystal was like, "Oh, oh, the first cake you're gonna make for anybody is not for me." Yep, yep. Cool guy. So in doing a nice thing, I yeah, I got yeah. yeah we both blew, <laughs> got blown up. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, yeah, yikes! You should have said I uh, made the cake. I'm sorry all around. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Mayonnaise cake, hundred dollar cake, hundred dollar uh, family recipe. Yep, looked like a hundred bucks. Yep. <laughs> but it was only about five or six. It tasted like a thousand. You're welcome. It was delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good cake for your first cake. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not trying to make that sound like an insult wrapped in a compliment. It was a good cake. And for it being your first cake, that was impressive. Thank you. There you go. That's better. I appreciate That's that. That's better than it was a good cake for your first cake. It, it is sounds better. more like it a, is better. You made shit, but good job. Right, right, you right. Know, not bad is, for your first yeah, time. Yeah, but no, those, it yeah. was your first time and it was good. I applaud that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I went to a concert. Oh, yeah. Concert's a strong word. I went to the Whiskey A Go Go show. To see, yeah, I went to a show to see a buddy perform in this kind of uh, vaccinated uh, COVID time. Yeah. You know, always a little on the risky side, but it was a very like light crowd in there. Okay. Uh, He's the opener. So um, his band is the Temple Monarchs. Temple Monarchs. Temple Monarch. Uh, So no S on that. Or Temple Monarchs. Temple Monarch, the no Temple H, Monarch or just Temple Monarch. No H on the end of Monarch. Temple Monarch. You can get them on. I know you can get them on Spotify. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing they're probably on Apple Music as well. But do they have a CD? Can they, I buy a CD? You may be able to buy a CD. Okay. I don't think people do that anymore. But I'd you can that. certainly go on to on to. I'm sure you can go on to one of the Apple Musics or something and buy yeah. their album. Give a listen. Just give a listen. Yeah. Give a listen yeah. for sure. Yeah, Temple uh, they are super fun. They're like a psych rock band. Christian Sullivan, who's the lead singer of the band, is a, is a, a good friend of mine. Uh, we went out afterwards. Had some had some shots. Had some. There you go. You know, did did the whole rock well, you band were at the thing. Whiskey a go go. I hope you had a whiskey and then a go go. Oh, we did. We I did not have a whiskey, but <laughs> oh. we did. A go go after his set although there was one band a oh, death metal band that really? i saw that okay. was pretty crazy yeah the lead singer dressed essentially in like old viking garb so like that kind of pat leather kind of like sure. armor stuff right up Did top he kind of this like heather like this leather skirtish right. thing these like big Kilt, maybe yeah celtish okay. yeah these know. big leather boots okay. and then he he had like a one of those long like viking beards right and then he blacked out like black face paint on his face with like red and black streaks on the side he shaved the side of his head and braided it i mean he looked he looked the part of like this kind of viking death metal uh all the rest of the guys 
guys just kind of, you know, motorhead t-shirts doing yeah. their thing. Yeah. But, you know, like. Right. Face of the band. And this guy also, like, he had a good voice. Yeah. But the coolest thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. this guy had was he had a mic stand right. that was a sword sheath with the hilt of a sword in it. And then the mic, what holds the mic, right. was on top of that. And then he can pull the sword out, which Ooh. he did. Pull the sword out of the sheath right. and like walk around and with the, the mic. Leave the hilt so he's got to there. Leave just the, the sheath was the there. Stand. The, the no, shield, sheath. Sorry, was the, the sheath stand. was the stand. The sword was the, the sword mic. and the hilt come out. Now and, could he and you can take the mic detach with Detach the mic from the sword, or do you think it was more of a like if I'm singing and then you attack me, I sing and then flip the mic, stab you with the sword, and I, I bring think, the mic back. You know what I mean? Or I mean, I think the mic clip ah, okay. is attached to the okay. sword, okay. and then and then the mic slides into that. So the sword wasn't. The mic, it would just no. hold the mic. It held the Still mic. Still cool. Still cool. Still very cool. And, you know, he came down into the crowd. And, with the sword. And, with the sword and the mic and, yeah. and rage. That's fun. Uh, it was super fun. He was, he, was a really, he was really actually a sweet dude. That's uh, nice. I talked to a little bit with him afterwards. Yeah. He was just so like, hey, man, how are you? Good oh, to see you. And you're there like, you, go. you really come off as some death metal <laughs> dude. But, yeah, kick yeah. it. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, yeah, super yeah. fun. Yeah. Again, Temple Monarch, check, right, them, check out. them out. Spotify. In fact, they are super fun. This is what they sound like. That is decent, right? Sound like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so check them out. Yeah. Also, uh, you went to Austin. Oh, yeah. As this airs, you're in New Hampshire. As this airs, I'm in New but Hampshire. you were just in Austin. I was just in Austin, How do you think Austin doing, our, doing our diehard thing. Yeah, doing our diehard Austin, thing. Austin, I think Austin's just going to be a, a lot of eating barbecue that's and fun. digesting barbecue. Ooh, that sounds um, so fun. I talked to Aaron, and I was like, oh, he's like, what do you want to do in Austin? So I looked up like this, like, you know, Zagat's Guide to yeah. Austin. I was like, let's do this. He's like, nah, I'm too fat for that. Let's do that. Nah, that's close. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it's winter. They're not doing that anymore. Okay, cool. He's like, you want to eat some barbecue? I was like, Hell yeah, barbecue. So we're going to be doing some barbecue. I like it. He also said he had some other things on the agenda sure. for me. You know, Barbecue's me, the key. To be honest, like I don't really care what I do. Right. I'm there to hang out with Aaron and, and kick it with my buddy. Right. And then barbecue is for sure on the list. And then yeah. just see what, see what you happens. You want to throw a little bit in your suitcase, bring some home for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A month and a half <laughs> later when I get it'll, back. It'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you need to refrigerate it. I don't. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll just put it in a box and ship it to you. Fair. Oh. You know, yeah, what, I mean? you know you what? If you're not directly handing it to me, I don't oh, want it. You, oh, you don't want box barbecue. I don't barbecue. want box barbecue. I get it's it. It's not a thing I want. I get it. I get it. All right. What did you do? What did Anything? I do? I, you know, pretty much, you, you know, I did that. We did the dinners anyway. What, what, um, what you been watching? Ooh, good transition. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I have been watching. <laughs> Uh, Wheel of Time. Okay. I'm um, still rocking it. The hot new show. The hot new show on, that's what they're on telling us. Amazonia. Do you feel like it's the hot new show, or do you feel like it's just Amazon telling you it's the hot? I've only seen about five to ten minutes of the last first episode. I feel like it is a hot new show. Okay. I'm not completely sold on it. Okay. Like, they have a lot of good actors involved and a lot of good, fun kind right. of story going on. Mm -hmm. But these things can devolve very quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still learning the, the world a little bit. We're yeah. still figuring that stuff out, which is always fun in yeah. these kind of types of shows. I love kind of world building. I love all that kind of stuff. And I think they're doing a good job there. Yep. And again, they're based on novels by Robert Jordan. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of good source material yeah. here a lot of source but, material yeah like a lot of source. those like 12 books 
all it, like fifteen hundred pages or something it, like that. Yeah. So I imagine they won't run out of storyline necessarily. Right. It's just whether they what they choose to present is is that good. Fantasy's tough, man. I fantasy feel like is fantasy really is tough. you walk this line of good and bad in that as soon as magic and dragons and all that kind of stuff come into play, does it look realistic? Is it too CGI? And what do you do for magic powers? Is it just like blue balls of light or, you know, magic is a hard thing to, to portray sometimes, yeah. you know, and, and, and how you go again. I've only seen about 10 minutes of it and it looked very we're trying hard. Is what they it are. Like they are me. trying very like hard. Trying too hard to be the, Game the of Thrones. Sets, but, you know. Some of the sets are really cool. Okay. Some of the okay. some of the costuming is is really fun, yeah. and they go for it. They're not like shying away from you know that kind of fantasy. You, you know, you we've all seen like the cover of fantasy novels. Yeah. You know, those kind of like oh, this isn't Tolkien, but like we like him. Everyone's in green cloaks and hoods, and yeah. you know, have bows and arrows and stuff like that. So they're doing a lot of that. A lot of the early on fighting, at least, has been fairly like visceral, okay. like sword fight kind of stuff going yeah. on. And then, yes, there is you know these kind of like magical uh, the women who hold like this power of the of the world okay. that can kind of wield it, and that's a little bit more like you know CGIE as you put it right but yeah. i think it still works and, and and a lot of their powers end in a practical explosion oh good so okay, they use kind nice. of a nice mixture okay. of practical explosions like they'll grab bricks and toss them and then the bricks explode against things and okay. they're, they're able to kind of like create explosions with okay. their powers i feel so like inevitably that I'll watch stuff it. is good there's a little bit of that kind of BBC look to okay. it, um, okay. which isn't always great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen like the BBC Merlin or the BBC Robin Hood right. or any of those, which I've watched all Wait, of them. The BBC Robin Hood, is that the one that you said was the one that I think it was like the first episode? Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Different, 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 different. Okay, different. Okay, okay, okay. There's, a, there's a Robin Hood TV show Got it. on BBC, which is fun, and, yeah. and but it's very kind of like the action is a little okay. like... Right. You know what I mean? Are there any masturbating prayer scenes? No, no uh, masturbating prayer scenes. Better so, or worse than C? Hmm, that's great. That's a great question. Um, different than C? I different. think I think it's a little tamer than C right now, but it's still, I mean, it's pretty gruesome. And we're still learning about so essentially the premise is like uh there's a dragon that is not an actual dragon but like a person who is the dragon who's supposed Got to it. save this era of the this this era of the world, right? So yeah. the world, uh, you know, the wheel of time keeps moving, right? And it goes through ages. And in this age, there's supposed to be a dragon that comes in and subdues the dark one. Or if the Dark One finds him first, he will destroy the world and, and put Ooh, it in darkness. So okay. everyone's racing to try and find them. So our main person is essentially looking for that person, right? Okay. And she found five people who are of age and have powers. They are not totally aware of their own powers yet, and okay. we're starting to realize their powers okay. a little bit throughout. So How many episodes in? But we don't know which one will be the actual one. Or if you know what I mean? evil. Or yeah. if none of them is. Or if some of them will be turned by the Dark One. How many episodes so far? Uh, As full, of uh, this four. recording, four? four so far, okay, five. No, five. The five fifth so one just dropped. I just watched the fifth just one. Just watched. There you go, folks. Yeah. You know when we're recording this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good. All right, I've, it's no, good. I'll give Definitely it a worth the watch. I'll give it a Definitely worth the watch. Yeah. If fantasy is your thing, I think you'll really like okay. it. If fantasy is not your thing, it still might be fun. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm fifty fifty on fantasy. It's, if it's it's a little lower budget than your Game of Thrones. Really, it's a little bit lower budget than that. But it's in the same realm. This is Amazon's big play. Right now, yeah, you know, I think their budget's just a little, a little smaller. Little okay, smaller. come on, Bezos. But again, I'd have to go back and watch like early Game of Thrones. But they put a lot of budget into Game. The, of Thrones. But they also didn't go hard on fantasy early on. Right, they were much more period piece. 
right before yeah, yeah, the yeah, dragons yeah. you know you had a few yeah. episodes before yeah. you get into magic, magic. was magic mm-hmm. was coming back into yeah, the world a exactly bit. which yeah. is one of the things i liked about game of thrones was it sort of eased you into the magic it wasn't like poof magic it was like no no no. right now it's just old timey and then all of a sudden, right right yeah all of a sudden all these magical things are starting yeah. to come back yeah, yeah, we've yeah, forgotten yeah, yeah. about the magic of the world yeah and now we're realizing it yeah. versus like your tolkien which is like magic is leaving the world on some level yeah yeah, yeah. uh it's already been here a long time and, and this is the age of man is coming where magic is, is yeah, not yeah, less yeah. prevalent yeah. either way super fun cool check it out i did not end up uh i still haven't gotten through my um your ted your lasso list. Okay. um but what else did I watch? Oh, The Alpinist, uh, which is great. It's a story about this guy, Marc-Andre Leclerc, uh, who is a kind of a, was a really unknown free solo alpine climber. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes through his journey and kind of how he got recognized and all those kinds of things. Uh, really good, uh, really well done. If you're a fan of the outdoors or you want to understand what the draw of these of this kind of like type of hiking or this type of climbing yeah. is all about. I mean, I think what this guy incarnates the most is like the raw kind of like spirit of these types of hikers, right? The people who want to just go and yeah. do and 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 Get explore and and try and be part of this right. tapestry and also like climb it and are challenged by mm-hmm. these things. So, uh it's a really cool story about this guy and and I I, I highly recommend did it. Did you ever watch Free Solo? I never did, okay. but I will now. Okay. Cuz I've seen that one. Similar, I mean, yes. I sounds like a, this was more about one climb. Free Solo was? Yeah, it's I mean, it's about the guy, but it's about him climbing this one particular El Capitan. Thing. Gotcha. But uh, you also learn about him and the free soloing world, but it's following him as he does right. this one, you know, climb that nobody's ever done. Okay. This sounds it. more about like this, this, the guy. This goes through the guy and yeah. kind of several of his climbs. Okay. Uh, leading up to his biggest climb. Got it. Essentially. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All what right, you me, watch? Me, Let's me, do me. you. Lots of music stuff. Oh, fun. Yeah, so we'll start. I watched the first episode of the Beatles' Get Back on Disney+. Oh, Plus. I've been meaning to look at that. Is yeah. it good? I enjoyed it. I enjoy. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's long. It's, you know, three two-plus-hour episodes. It helps to like the Beatles, I think. It helps to <laughs> yeah, like uh, had, Abbey Road and Let It Be. But I think what's really interesting about this for me is the artistic process, watching the four of them sit. And, and, and you know, I don't think up until this point they had not – sat in a room and recorded together in a while mm-hmm. they had been you know you come in you record your part you leave they edit it all together you're not all four of you sitting writing songs together like normally they didn't do that they after when they sort of stopped touring i think they all kind of went off and were doing their own things and then when they would make an album they'd write it and then you'd come in and you'd you'd play your part they edit it they put it together so this is the first time where they kind of were like because they had this plan to play a live show which became the rooftop performance but this, oh, cool. That's what it became. It was originally going to be something different. And you watch the evolution of that as well. Um, and so, like, just the four of them sitting around writing, and then you see, like, Yoko's there. Ugh. But it's not her oh, fault. Weird. It's not her fault. Weird. George. George is a little. Hostile? George is. Woo. Woo. And, you, I mean, you get it a little bit. Like, you def- you're watching, like, oh, Paul is definitely the brain of the band. Oh, like, wow. Ringo's just having fun. Ringo's just there to drum. We know that. Ringo's not even the best drummer in the band. Paul is. <laughs> Aww. That that's legitimately that's a, I think that's a Ringo right. quote. But Ringo's got the inner. We're not going to go into. Well, you got to have someone to tour with. You do have someone. <laughs> and Paul can't there play both on true. tour. But it's fun. It's fun to see. You know, you see like uh, Linda McCartney. She comes in. Oh, adorable. George brings some Hare Krishnas. They're just hanging oh, out really? in the corner, just like two bald dudes <laughs> hanging out in the corner. So, and you see like George, the man, George is my favorite Beatle. By well, the way, he gets he gets saucy. Oh, does he? I mean, at one point he's like, "I'm going home. I'm done. I quit." Oh wow! And at lunch happens, he's like, "See you later." And then it's just like, well, that's the band. 
And so that's sort of how the first episode ends is like he leaves. Does he leave because he doesn't want to be around? He's, he's pissed off. Like, because what? I think there's a lot. He, I don't think he feels very hurt. Ah. Um, and Paul is doing a lot of, and they're, I think they're all kind of bubbling. And I think because the cameras are on, they're toning it down. But I think this point, they were sort of getting frustrated. George has definitely got a level of, like, there's one point where he's just like, I'm trying to remember what he said. It's worth seeing but he leaves yeah. and they try to repair it and and then so it's like oh let's see what happens in the next episode right well, obviously they'll keep working but um for someone who does not play in a band which is me or an instrument it was or me it, or you but is a creative person it, i always enjoy watching the creative process yes something we'll talk about later in the show i enjoy watching nicholas cage act or listening to actors talk about their process so with the band it's like how do you write Maxwell Silverhammer. Where does that come from? How do you come up with the lyrics or the tune or the riff and then add in this and add in that and take all the personalities? What's, what's John doing in all this? He's got some songs that he's he's written. He's there. He's he's playing. He shows up late every day. So, you know, there's that. Him and Yoko. Classic, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he's, he's being John. Just chilling. Yeah. Anyway, highly uh, recommend if you like okay. if you like the Beatles. We'll and do. then we'll I do. watched a documentary on Netflix called Count Me In, which is about drummers. And they talk about Ringo no. and how the drummer, a lot of times the drummer is the sound of the band. So like the Who with Keith Moon, you don't have the Who without Keith Moon. And when Keith Moon dies or Bonham and Led Zeppelin, you, Bonham lose, and Led Zeppelin. you lose a little bit of that sound. Or oh. Ringo and the Beatles, like I he's mean, not yeah. the greatest, but the, the way he plays, the energy he brings, it's not about being the best drummer. It's the energy and the style and how it meshes with everything else and creates Right. I sound. mean, if you think of like, I mean, and again, like I'm no music theory guy, but the drummer is a huge piece of the beat of the song mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. how oh, yeah. you know how we get in and out of transitions mm-hmm. all those kinds of things happen a lot of them happen in that you know what would the you follow the drum a little bit yep. and you know as that progresses you kind of like move in and out and 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 it's got to be there and be able to follow it and Bingo. able to kind of like do it and right. and some of them are, are very good mm-hmm. for me at least where bonham you know sets himself apart from some of the others is his ability to be improvisational mm-hmm. and also continue to keep a thread and i feel yeah. like he and jimmy in that band both were very good at that like yeah. I, I and i granted i love led zeppelin so you know like i've, I've listened to a lot of their songs yeah and you listen to like dazed and confused which is like the 18 minute version and there's moments where you're like wait what song am i in and then all of a sudden they come crashing back into the song you're like how did yeah. i miss this yeah. and how did they get here and if you go back you're like yes they did follow it all the way through yeah. but they had so much improv in there and so much kind of fun with it that like you you get kind of get lost in the journey and then all of a sudden you're back in that song that you recognize and you're like oh right yeah. yes and you you like you got back here somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. and that and that drum is kind of like helping you yeah. find the Driving. way through it yeah yeah, yeah. so it's which a, is really cool if you like drummers if you're a drummer guy interesting watch and then uh the last one that i'll toss out there is a movie called i believe the sparks brothers about a band called sparks Oh, which is a, they've been around since the early 70s. Two brothers who have just continuously changed their sound. Like every two, three albums, they just change their sound. They change their band. They try something new. They have a movie out on Amazon right now called Annette that they wrote the soundtrack to, Adam Driver. Interesting. Uh, I've known about them. I have an album or two of theirs. I played a song of theirs at our wedding, my wedding. Oh, um, interesting. Called uh, Eaten by the Monster of Love, which sounds like this. Don't let it get me out. Don't let it get me out. And they didn't even talk about that in the documentary, but they sort of hit every album of theirs. They don't leave any out, which I appreciate it. Directed by Edgar Wright. 
who's a huge fan of theirs. I highly recommend it. I recommend checking them out. They're really fun. They're different. They're weird. They're funny. And they, they're from California. You know, they live in L.A. They get coffee every single day at, like, Earth Cafe. Don't um, blow them up, you know. I'm going to blow them up. Anyway, if you like that, that kind cool. of music, give it a give it a listen. Yes. Give it a watch. It's on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. That's what I watched. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You went hard in the music documentary. I did. It if was, I could throw one music please. documentary back your way, yeah. I'm forgetting the name of it. It might just be called Muscle Shoals. I think Shoals. it's just called Muscle Shoals. Um, it's about the Swampers, which is this, uh, essentially these guys in Alabama uh, who record with almost everybody. Like, yeah. All of the Motown people, the Stones, Skinner, mm-hmm. uh, like this is just like the ultimate kind of like rec- session band, session band, yeah. and they've just like put such a imprint on the world of music that is yeah. so unknown and so like kind of like I'm sure in the music world it's really well known, right. but these are the guys that you go to, you hash it out, and they make you sound great. Right, it's been on and my list, so for yeah, sure. it's really worth it. Yeah. Uh, it's really well done. I saw it at the Nantucket Film Festival, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know. I idea anyway yeah done oh now we got to get to the old chung chi we both revisited both Shang-Chi. revisited it yeah let's start with you i'll just i'll just say before you start i think i, I, I liked it more second time around it's creeping yeah. into my like mm-hmm. top five of the marvel universe yep it's just uh-huh. everything kind of links nicely all of the different storylines are like given enough so you get them and you invest in them. The father, mother, you get invested and they do it very quickly, but like very well done. Yeah, great actors help. Great actors do help Tony Leon for is sure. Fantastic. Yeah. And then obviously the Aquafina, uh Simo Lu relationship is really like well founded. Uh they have a lot of fun, uh, but they're also like able to kind of relate to each other on an emotional level it's kind of seamlessly yeah so I, I really like all that stuff that i loved before right and then kind of to your one gripe yep looking at the end scene mm. with the big monster that comes out i think it just became so obviously necessary to me in a way that yeah. and i and i think we've talked about it a little bit i think you see it now yeah but that kind of like and i'll let you take this a little bit uh the fight really isn't with his dad right yeah his dad is a guy who tried to do something, changed his ways, and just got kicked in the teeth and his only way to survive. And this will kind of be some more themes that go through mm-hmm. Pig as well mm-hmm. as we talk about Pig. Kind of like is unable to deal. And so he goes back to what he does best, right? Which is shut down and destroy everything in his yep. path. And then within that grief, this being from beyond kind of like latches onto that yep. and is able to kind of like suck this powerful man yeah. into its doing its bidding, right? Yep. So we need to see the wall come down. We need to see the monster, A, so that the father recognizes it, it wasn't it wasn't true. And then also at the end, you know, Shang-Chi is not trying to kill his father you no. know what i mean he's come to a, an understanding and wants to show his father another way they on won't, some level yeah, he won't, well he wants he's sort of seized the possibility that he could get he wants to get his father back right the father he had before his mother died and he doesn't want to become his father no you know what i mean and doing what he doing what his father wants which is essentially killing him mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, you know like the father on some level is setting him up to kill him you mm-hmm. know almost wants him to do yeah. it. yeah if i can't have put her, me out of my misery to her. you know what i mean you're too yeah. soft you you know mm-hmm. you you won't do it you know what i mean yeah I trained you to kill me essentially yeah which is crazy but yes you talk yeah i think the la- the, the the monster i finally was able to see that it is just a, a metaphor for grief Essentially, I think, and I think this is the first time Marvel really says, "Hey, we're gonna go metaphor." And maybe I'm wrong, but I think they said we're gonna go metaphor over big, stupid space monster. You know, and and while it was a big monster, and I don't love that, I'm understanding it more. And watching it with my mother, who is in her 60s and is not a Marvel person, 
she really liked the movie. And it was like, okay, I think the fact that, you know, that's there, I think that really helps this. And if you can understand maybe what they're going for, and they're going for something a little deeper than just a big dragon monster. Like, yes, we have to see it visually. But the fight on the monster is so much less important than the conversation with his father that he's, you know, that fight with his father when he gets the rings. You know, that to me is what's the, the dragon is like a big flashy fun, blah, 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 blah. But it is the, the representation of grief. And then the good dragon is sort of the, you know, how to defeat grief. Yeah. And I, I enjoy that the, the um, kind of like Buddhist aspect to this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In that, like when he's doing the martial arts with his aunt, yep. who's kind of trying to teach him how to beat his father and how his mother beat his father in their ancient kind of techniques. Uh, and this kind of Buddhist kind of idea of like, you have to love the parts of you that are your father, yeah. you know, you can't run from those either, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, I don't want to like, I, I'm by no mean, means an expert in Buddhism, but you know, the stuff that I've read on Buddhism, a lot of it is about, you know, like you can't push away your pain. You can't, you can't hate the bad things about you because they're part of you. So you right. have to embrace and love right. the bad parts about you because they're, you have to realize they're all part of you. Right. All that pain in you is part of who you are. And if you don't accept that, then you'll never get through that. You'll never be able to love that and right. say, I accept it. I love it. You know, I mean, not that I'm a sadist, but like that, that pain is part of my experience It's part of what builds the person I'm going to become. Right. And, and so like, I can accept it. I can, I can let it go. I can, I can, be be one with it. Well, who it was it Bruce Lee that says "Be like water." Sure, he right. Does. Yeah. He say, yeah. So I mean, there's I mean that... he's talking about fighting, though. Well, no, I know, but it's like when the punch comes at yeah. you, be it physical or emotional, as opposed to trying to punch back or 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 block it. Sort of let it just work with it, flow with it. Right. Because yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. Is like when when you go with it, you sort of you move with it, you dance with it. Right. You make it your partner to some yeah, degree. Yeah. And you, you turn you... their energy into your yeah, own. Yeah. And your you own. so instead of fighting it, work with it and right. get through it that way. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, rolling in the palace, but you're too tame. I ain't for the south, but I appreciate the word grain. Never calling me about the noise, it's only two, man. I'm in the same building, but the flows and beat change. I ain't for the waiting now. I bought a Rari and I did it just to hit a sound. Drive safe, really about to lose all this meaning now. Guess you love the trouble when I pull up and you... We ready to jump into this? I think we're ready to dive into the Ooh. P.I.G. All right. Um, We watched Pig. It's got Nicolas Cage. Uh, Name some of the other actors, and then I'll tell them about our ranking system. Sure. Well, I... Okay. You made to... Okay, so Pig, yeah, directed. Do the, the letterbox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I threw you off. I know. Woo. Adaptation's not your thing. You Yowchie can't just. Mouchie. No. You just. You know. Just pick and choose. I hit you hard last something. week. You hit me hard this I'm week. I'm just saying. Or yeah. this. We're just. It's two weeks. It just. It is hard hitting. Mm, hard. All right. <laughs> Pig, directed by Michael Sarnowski. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness, must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Starring Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolfe, Adam Arkin, Nina Belfort, and many other talented people. Yes. I would say Nicolas Cage and Adam Wolfe are the two bigs, right? Alex and Wolf? Al- Alex Wolfe. And Alex Adam, Adam Arkin, too, I think. Adam Arkin, yeah. But but for the most part, you're following Nicolas Cage yes. and Alex Wolfe. Yes. Um, 
Okay, so uh, for this one, this is not an action film. Correct. Uh, as we may have mentioned before. So we will be ranking it slightly differently. We still have five categories. Uh, acting, directing, story, and gut are the ones you know, do know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've made another category called emotional investment. Yeah. In, in lieu of action. Yeah, because action, it would get like a... 0.5. Yeah, there's almost no action in this, uh, other than, other than yeah, he's just punched in the face yeah. a lot. Same rating system. Otherwise, right. one through five, yep. one being you're terrible, yep. five being oh you're wonderful, yep. we love you, and we do still have gut, and we will still rate for Ray. Yep. So all none of that has changed. Yeah. You ready for thirty? I am ready for thirty on the clock. Here we go and begin. I'm going to be honest, Letterboxd said it all. I thought Letterboxd did a great job with this one. But given that I have 26 more seconds, uh, Nicky Cage loses a pig. He goes to Portland to find his pig. And he has to he has to understand that, you know, like he left grief behind and he's got to face his grief and he's got to face uh, the loved one that he lost. And he, and he realizes also that uh, in order to get his pig back, he has to show somebody else uh, how to face their grief. Five despair. A lot of grief in this episode. Grief, yeah. Big it's, grief episode. It's a big grief episode. Big grief episode. Looking for us. Look at, look. You're good always grief. looking for patterns. I like you. You're a patterns a guy. Pattern. Different sure. patterns. <laughs> nice. nice. Okay. Okay. Let's. Uh, uh, let's you know what? This. I'm gonna say let's leave emotional investment for the end. For the end. Okay. Or just before gut. Sure. Because we're a little new to that topic. Anyway. I like it. Cool. So we'll start with acting. Okay. I went a four. I thought all the performances were great. I do feel like this movie left me wanting a little bit, but not enough to like. This is probably the best performance I've seen from Nicolas Cage in a while. His most subtle performance in quite some time, and I really enjoyed that from him. and And this is a movie about grief, hundred percent, both living and dead grief for multiple characters. You know, I think of the three main characters that we sort of mentioned, they all have this level of grief that they have to deal with, and this pig is the a little bit of the metaphor for it and how they come about it and how they settle it. I, I don't know. I thought everybody was great. I thought Adam Arkin was fantastic. I thought that Alex Wolf was definitely started off as the super douchebag. And by the time you get to the end, it's like, I, I understand you. Uh, and Nicholas Cage was just, I just wanted him to take a shower. Really? That was it. Yeah. Just a Nicolas shower. Cage goes a little hard in frontier man. Yeah. Garb. But otherwise, but it works. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. I mean, he's he's lo- he's left the regular world for for good, and yeah. he's not looking to come back. And just to, the, the, with the subtlety again, I think there were a lot of subtle notes of humor, mm-hmm. and that him not showering really played into that. Mm-hmm. Like when they go to the fancy restaurant and he dresses that fella down, you know, there's that like, "Are you okay? Do you need hot? Yeah, do you need medical attention? No, are you okay?" <laughs> So, you know, I think it, 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 it's like Breaking Bad humor, you know? Like, it's it's humorous in its seriousness. Yeah, there's mo- there's moments of levity. Yeah. There's moments of levity like there would be in anything. And, and there's moments of realizing the kind of, like, ridiculousness of this situation. And I also think that there's some, some of these monologues become existential yeah. in their kind of, they take on this kind of, like, none of this means anything right. existential kind of, in 200 years we'll all be covered in water right. by a tsunami, so... What's it matter? What does it really matter? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like taking on that kind of stuff as an actor mm-hmm. is really tough. Mm-hmm. And making it believable is really tough. And that's where I thought Nicolas Cage did really well mm-hmm. is he's taken on roles with some of these kind of more ethereal or abstract kind of like monologues where you're like, where are you going, Nick? Where are you going, yeah. buddy? Uh, and I felt like he stayed grounded and understood 
this and didn't get Nick Cagey or too right. wild with it. And I felt right. like that's where he won. But Alex Wolf just stood out to me as mm-hmm. like he on some level stole the show in terms of just being the heart of this whole thing, right? Yeah. Like he starts out as the douchebag, but like by quarter to, to half it way through, you're going, oh, this kid is just like – he just doesn't know, and he yeah. and he can't figure it out, and no one's showing him anything. No mm-hmm. one's teaching him what what life should be about, and and this mother figure that like he did love or or, or might have been able right. to do some of that gone. is is gone. Well, essentially, essentially gone. gone yeah. and, and like he's just kind of like grown up in a world that was hard and cold, and he wasn't, and so he's masked himself in this image, right. and you know he has so many nice kind of tender moments throughout it, right. where you realize this, and he does such a good job with it that I, I really like his performance kind of carried the movie for me yeah if you don't put him next to nick cage nick cage's performance could kind of move into the ungrounded right. kind of like how do i how do i deal with this performance i don't know um, if I... I feel like that pairing really helped both of them on yeah. some level i agree but also i think that I don't know if I agree that it is the reason that Nick Cage doesn't go too far because I think Nick Cage is a guy who I think when the right director works with him, they can really get something interesting. So if you look, I don't know if you've seen his Bad Lieutenant New Orleans, Werner Herzog movie, just lets Nick Cage be Nick Cage. Like just you do you, you get crazy and it works because there's this level of like, "Ah, I'm Nick Cage, you know, but it's this, the way in which it's uh, focused. But this one, you can feel all that underneath him. Because every scene where he confronts someone, there's that moment of like, is is, is he about to lose his shit and just murder this person? Yeah. With the tweakers, with Adam yeah. Arkin, with the guy at the restaurant, at the fight club, even with, with Alex Wolf. Like there are moments where you're like, is he about to just go bananas? And it all is held in and it comes out in the silence and it comes out in his body and his eyes. And, and I think that is what, makes it so compelling is every scene i mean you get to a point in the movie where like i don't think this movie's going down the path where he's going to kill somebody but you don't know there's you don't know i I would say yes i I absolutely agree with you and you know this this movie is is considered a thriller and i think the only reason you would consider this movie a thriller is because you're not sure what Nick Cage is, if he's going to turn a corner or not. Right. And if he's going to be able to keep this rage or this love or this grief yep. that might turn into rage in check. So yep. it's it's almost a movie about like this guy who is just holding it all yep. together. And the, and the suspense of the movie is, will he be able to continue to hold it together? Will he be able to find a way to show people love yep. versus showing people all the anger and grief that's in him. Right. Yep. And that's kind of the beautiful piece of this movie is, is that, you know, this guy who like in a John wick movie would have murdered everybody, everybody. Yeah. already in this movie continues to find ways to try and make people either apologize to people in a way or, or yeah help them find where they need to be right. in their grief and also receive it a little bit yeah. you know i think i think adam arkin's character mm-hmm. kind of plays that opposite like he right. experienced grief and went in a much different direction yes. Yes. he he, he bared angry. down right. into society and made everything he punished the world well something out of control happened in his life and right. he decided to control everything right. his arc is like this woman tried to cr- uh, commit suicide. Right. He essentially keeps her alive mm-hmm. and then goes about taking over Portland and controlling everything and anything that is out of his control. Right. He tries to control by right. owning it, buying it, taking it, whatever he's got to do, right. right? And his son is a casualty of war right. on some level. He has to prove in himself that. to some degree. Or yeah, and he's so afraid of his son being hurt 
that he sidelines his son, right? right? He's like, he's so afraid that his son is not going to be able to, has too much of his mother in him, is not going to be able to handle this world, that he sidelines him, right? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't want him in his world because he's, at the end of the day, I think he's just scared for his son. He's scared that his son is going to go down the path of the mother mm-hmm. and that he won't be able to handle it. And he sees some sort of softness, yeah. which I, I think he misreads as weakness when it's actually his son's strength. Right. Right. But th- again, this is bigger than just the acting. Uh, but I will say, so when we were sort of discussing this, one of the things that really gets me is, um, and I think this is this is what affects a lot of my ratings here, is that when we do finally see the Nicolas Cage breakdown, when we finally, you know, what what would be in John Wick him killing the final bad guy, when we finally sort of get to this area. I, I think I wanted them to stay with it more. And in this scene where he finally breaks, it's powerful, but we sort of pull back, put in music, and fade away. You I think know? it goes, wait, wait, wait. Are, are, when are he finds talking, out about the pig. When you find out. What happens? It, 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 he goes silent in his in his anguish, right? There's a silence in the in the whole room. It essentially cuts sound, and you see right. him reacting, but you get no sound. Right, and I wanted, and then it goes to music. Right, and I, what I wanted was to embrace the uncomfortableness of it all, embrace the sort of the pain that he's in, even if he's not making noise, even if he's just sitting on the ground in his pain. Like, just hold on that. Let let's see. Nicholas Cage, let's see this character just let it out. Because that's a little bit of what it is, is him letting it out. Is he, you know, he spent so much time going down this path trying to get his pig. And, and I, I wanted more in that scene because it, it, it was a, visually, it was a beautiful scene the way that it looked. But I wanted more, I guess, right. in I mean, that he, scene. He, Maybe that's directing, not acting. But I feel like the pig is a metaphor for him truly losing. You know, like, like, cause they, you know, in the end, the, the pig is the metaphor for his uh, not being willing to let the reality of his wife, right, who is dead, happen, right. And right. the pig is this kind of like, if I find the pig, if I can just save the pig, that I, that love will carry me through to the next thing, right. And you know he has this the, the scene in the diner where he's, he essentially says, "I wish that the pig I, I, had had, I hadn't gone it. looking for it. I would I would assume it was still alive." And the guy's like, "But it wouldn't be." Right. So living in living in that fantasy doesn't right. make the Which reality is a go little bit away. Of what him going to the woods was is like right. I can deny exactly. that she's... I can deny that she's dead. I cannot listen to the right. end end of the tape. I cannot you know like uh, you know I can love this pig and replace her because like I, I can't deal with that and then the right. pig goes and he's like i need to get that back i right. need that I back need... i don't i need that relationship right. because that relationship is the only thing that that's that's is. keeping me I, I guess to get back to your point of that do scene. we need to sit in that do we need to do that i feel like we've done all that work already i didn't need to sit in it i didn't need to watch him wallow you know this is a release moment and i, I mean i wonder if the director I'm guessing the director played around with what he was given. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm sure they didn't do one take and walk away. Right. Uh, but I enjoyed the choice of the director in that. Okay. Uh, in that kind of like, it, it's a private moment on some level and not necessarily okay. needing to like stay there and witness this kind of like private moment. You right. know what I mean? This, this moment of you get it in the, in the diner later, you kind of, 
you understand it, but you know, this kind of grotesque, I need to watch this man cry for a while stuff sometimes is, and not that I, I think that's right. what you're getting at, yeah. but I think that, I think that sometimes we as a society, you know, do essentially like drama porn, which is just cry porn. And it's just watching someone get, just get as, as terrible as possible. And right. I, I think, you know, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio is a wonderful actor, but I think sometimes he falls into that trap right. of like, he goes to crying too soon uh, in his characters or he goes to cry, you know, he goes to this emotional place so fast yeah. that there's nowhere else for him to go. And so by the time you hit the next emotional place, it's just him crying again. Yeah. And you're like, well, you already cried. Well, is this a new cry? Is this a worse cry? Is this a less <laughs> worse cry? You know what I mean? Like I do. if you take it to five in the first scene, there's nowhere to go. Right. You know? And I think obviously this is the final scene and, and you you want some of that, but I enjoyed that they didn't that the they didn't need to go into it. And I felt like when he cooks, yeah, when he cooks that meal, sure, he's already come to peace with a lot of this. He has. I, but I think he he's already already figured out the the route he wants to take is love and right. is understanding. And I think when Adam Arkin says, "Have you, when he goes because you never got over her." You know, and he's like, did, did you? And he kind of realizes, oh, that's right. that's what this is. I, you know what I mean? I'm doing the same thing he's doing for the same reason, but in a different way, right? right? I, I, I guess I understand. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know. think we – I don't need I the, the drama porn. You're but welcome. I think what I wanted to see was not so much, you know, when he when he has that, that collapse. I don't need to watch him ball his eyes out by any means. But I think what I sort of wanted to see was – a little more of that light bulb, you know, a little more of him breathing in this change, yeah. breathing in this understanding. And, and and then when we get to the diner, yeah. And so I, I think this is a movie I will end up watching again at some point. Yeah, me too. And I'll be very interested to see how I, I react to it then. And I'm going to take this into account. But based on just having, you know, watched it the one time, I, I, I just wanted to sort of see, we like you said, we built to this. And I don't need to see him ball his eyes out. And I don't think that's the, necessarily the purpose of the scene. I think there's that huge take the sweep the legs out from under you moment of like the pig is gone. Oh my God. So's, so's the, my wife. Oh my God. Grief. Oh my God. You know, all that. And then that yeah. level of like, you know, that arriving at that sort of like, Oh, and then numb. And then we get to the diner where he's kind of explaining, you know, what's going on. And, and, and Alex Wolf sort of says, but she'd still, you know, and so there is a process, you know what? I, I I, I think, need to I watch mean, it again. No, no, I, I hear you. I, and I think there's a lot of ways that if we're going to pitch fix it for that matter, yeah. there's other ways I would have shot that okay. scene. But given what the direction they went with, what seemed like a crumbling of this man, you know, like he's held it together this long. Yeah. He's done all this. He He's pushed. He's, he's done, you know, he's swallowed everything he can swallow and tried everything he can try. Yeah. And he, it's just this kind of collapse. I could have easily gone with a, a collapse to the knees we get like a, a surrender kind of like emotion mm -hmm. that he that he goes through yeah. and a sadness that he goes through and we and we stay on that moment but yeah i mean there's this kind of well i just had this other thought sorry i'm i'm eating no right now but <laughs> i i could have easily gone with that way and i yep. think what you're talking about would have really done nicely there that kind of like breath and understanding yep. and 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 watching him kind of churn through some yep. of that and but i all wonder inside, I, all inside all inside yeah yep. yeah wonder what you know, like him kind of make that leap. And I think, and again, I, Nicolas Cage is a good actor, but, and, and maybe he just, he just wasn't up to it in this or they didn't feel comfortable doing it. But I also just had another thought, which is, you know, some people, you know, when you experience like 
heavy grief, there is like a, a just kind of a blackout, a silence of everything else in the world. This kind of like moment of just like you can't even hear your own screams. You know what I mean? Like you're just so like they describe it in books a lot as this kind of like grief and you know things are going on, but you just can't even hear your own scream because you're so your mind is so stunned in this grief, yeah. right? And maybe maybe that's what they were going for as a director. And yeah. again, like uh, these are all theories, right. but I, I, um, that just popped into my brain. I'll just, yeah, I just think he's such an interesting person. This movie reminds you that he is a good actor and so much is going on. When you squeeze all that energy back inside of him, oh, it's yeah. fun to He gives it away watch. too often. He gives it away, gives too, it away often. too often. And so this director seemed to understand how to – how to allow him to use it within and to, to really give you a an internal performance. So I guess just from an acting yeah. perspective, I just wanted to see more of Nicolas Cage just on that hot streak. You know, give me <laughs> more, baby. Give me more, baby. Come on, man. Come on. All right, um, we got to move on. We yeah, got to move on. Let's move on. We got to move on. What was your numerical? Uh... Oh, I, I also went four. Okay, cool. I was I was at three point five, but after all this, I go four. Okay. Um, I really I really do think that you know what you talked about with Nicolas Cage, I I, I really resonates yeah. with me, and I, and I I think it's it's worthy. All right, directing. I went four. You went four for I directing. Went four directing. I went three point five on the okay. directing. Okay. All right. And and I I just think that I liked the pacing of the movie. I thought the pacing was pretty good. I felt like I wanted more, and maybe this is in story, but. I felt like I wanted a little bit more in terms of giving more detail. Okay. Uh, in terms of like giving more detail of like what's you get context a little bit as to who he was right. and you get some of that stuff. I, I don't know. See, I, I was okay with the lack of detail. Yeah. I mean, I, again, like it didn't, I don't know that it hurt the movie. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's a connection that you don't make if mm. you don't, if the subject isn't real for you and, and maybe the subject of the movie is Nicolas Cage uh, and he was real enough. Yeah. But, and I, I think this is off my point even, but, and we can get into that with story a little bit more, but yeah, I went 3.5. I, I felt like he did a good job with pacing. I felt like he hit, hit the big notes. Yeah. You know, it was, it certainly, certainly wasn't bad. You know, he, he, yeah, he told a nice story. Yeah. I didn't see anything that was like, you know, we talk about a kind of a director's stamp, you know, I didn't see too much that was just kind of like, this is his stamp. Mm -hmm. This is who he is. You know, that, that underground, you know, punch people in the face ring <laughs> yeah. was an interesting kind of like diversion yeah. or a side piece. And mm -hmm. I don't know why they put that in. It wasn't. It used to be. A, whoever wrote it used to be. Yeah. And, and it, well, at first <laughs> right. it made you think like he was famous for being a guy who could take punches right. underground. So it was kind of like it threw you off mm -hmm. a little bit. And maybe it was supposed to be throwing the the, the guy off yeah and they're like wait who are you who are you until he writes his name on the board right and then you realize who he is but i felt like we don't need this under the, the underground fight ring just made it seem like wait wait it took a, a movie that is so grounded in so many things mm, and okay. it, and it kind of made me go wait what is this like again this if we if here. we throw our john wick out there right. is this the network of bums underneath the city that right. like I think it you is. know runs everything bit, and yeah. it's like it's the network of like you know it made this kind of like restaurant and crime right. network seem like a real thing yeah. which is like okay i'll touch on that in story but, anyway yeah but we'll yeah, touch on that I, in story. I, I but yeah like, 3.5 I, I he did a good fair. job i just didn't it didn't blow me away the direction there was nothing where i was like he got out of the way and i think right. maybe maybe i give him credit for that but like i didn't see anything where i was like oh man really really beautiful work there getting that in you know yeah and i don't i don't know anything else by this director who's the director uh, michael sarnoski does not appear as though he's done a lot 
No. So I don't – yeah, I, I guess I don't know what, what a stamp of his might look like. Um, right. But I, I think there's definitely a level of not needing questions answered. I think there's a, a bit of perspective of – from Alex Wolf's view of like, who is this guy? Like, oh, he's this guy? And slowly learning, so we're taking that – I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. And, and there were definitely moments in the movie where it was like, what the what? And then, you know, by the time you get to the end, you're, you, you know. But I think it also plays into that that grief aspect of, like, you just don't hear. You don't see. It's just you're floating through this world. I don't know. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. Got yeah. it. You don't get anything from me. I got another for you. Um, great. Yeah. I mean, again, like, and that's why he's a 3.5 for me. Fair It's like, you don't have anything. You know, we, we got to the end of the movie and there was nothing that made you go, dude, yeah, no, this is what he did so well. I think what he did best at was get out of the way. You know, he didn't he didn't try and do uh, too much. Okay, he think- got out of the way and he said, you know, I'm just going to let my guys do their thing. And yeah. sometimes that's the best thing you can do as a director, right? Yeah. Is you can say, I trust my guys. And probably he gets a 3.5 from me because of what he was able to do with Nicolas Cage. See, that's right? where my four goes to some degree is that, is that he was able to take an actor so well known for being over the top and hamming it up and doing too much. And he was able to control it. And he was, and I think that's a big director. I mean, it's acting, yes, but it takes a director to say, all right, Nick, we're going to do another take, but everything you just did, put it inside. You right. know, and I think that's. But I guess what I'm saying is, I gave it a 3.5, and the only reason you have that comment is because I just brought it up. All right. You. No, so I 3.5 it is. mentioned it, but okay. <laughs> you know what? You do you. Let's talk about story. I'm messing. All right. Story. <laughs> I give story a three. Okay. I give story a three. Again, it's not a terribly complex story. Right. Uh, I would like to do a couple rewatches to actually rehear some of those monologues that Nick Cage gives uh-huh. and see kind of. I mean, again, like, I, I think. It was a choice to speak in this kind of like, you know, existential kind of way and have him relate to the world in this kind of existential way. I think that was a choice by the writer. Yeah. They even with the part one, part two deconstructing of this or right. you know, the whatever different foods the, that the different sort of, foods yeah. that they're they're gonna talk with. about or or use the foods to launch into a conversation right. about something else right. entirely. And food is kind of his connection to like figuring out the world. Right. right? And so I, I get that that's all in there. But again, we'll get back to um, the underground fight ring or or punch ring, I guess, where where essentially beat up essentially chefs that waiters want to or other sous chefs want to punch in the face they get a chance to do so for a certain yeah. amount of money uh and they, they get a minute on the clock and they can just wail, wail on the on dude them. uh and if you have a, a bigger name you get a higher price to right punch your name on. is your worth this is yeah. again this is why i think i agree i need, i want to watch it again because i think there's a lot of subtleties in there that, right. that upon rewatch and knowing where it's going it's like oh Okay. Right. And, um, and maybe, maybe I just didn't need it. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, I, I get where maybe they're going in terms of like there's a rich history and there's right. like a, a real, you know, it's it's almost like giving the price of someone's name or the kind right. of like worth of somebody, uh, you know, an actual physical kind of like, you know, like uh, characteristic right. in a movie. Right. His name is worth people throwing down five hundred dollars to yeah. punch him in the face. And maybe some of that's just all the vitriol they have for, you know, what he did and how he exited this world and maybe. and took took his gift with him. Uh, so I gave it a four. OK, I I really enjoyed the restaurant John Wick world. You know, I love me some John Wick. I know you do. And, and this, I love me some John Wick. This to me was a de- deconstructed John Wick. This is a guy seeking vengeance to some degree de- while dealing with grief. Vengeance is what he thinks. You know, in John Wick, they they kill the dog, and and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you all, you know. And this one, they steal the pig, and he's like, well, I'm going to go get you. But instead of going to get you, it's this, like, meditative 
journey through his past, which is John Wick's gun-filled meditative journey through his past. Right. And, you know, I think there was a level of that going down into the basement to the, the weird punch club is is that yeah there is there there was almost the suggestion that there is this underground world subculture. in the restaurant yeah thank you a subculture in the restaurant world which you and I have never been graced with I guess we don't work in fancy enough restaurants but right. uh, you know that amused me a little bit but I I enjoyed that and I I was sort of watching it through this John Wick lens of like okay well if instead of if instead of punches and kicks and guns he's using he's using cooking and uh, you know uh, talking and negotiating and I, I don't know I thought I, trying like, to use his old connections to get where it was yeah he needs and, I, and, and leveraging those for whatever it is yes I would like to see these two movies back to back I think that would actually be a fun right. double feature but I mean yeah and I guess like let's let's just talk through that for a second because essentially he gets the the kid to do his dirty work because he, he can leverage the kid with you want these truffles right I need the pig for that right, right? Next thing they encounter is the woman in the woods who the kid brings him to. Um, and he's all like, right. yo, they lost my pig. And, and she's essentially like, yo, you don't take a man's pig. Right. Uh, I know, I know, I know pig code. Right. Um, so <laughs> cool. No, that one, That's the easy one. You meet the tweakers. Right. You're like, oh, these guys are losers. Right. We sold it to somebody who's dangerous. You don't want to, you don't want to mess with him. Waxy car. Waxy black. Right. And then we go to Edgar. And then we go to Derek. Wait, Edgar. Edgar was the guy who runs the fight ring. Right. First Edgar's we go to him before we fight. go down. We go and him then, and then yeah. to the buddy. And then he gives them a name, right? Edgar? No, Edgar doesn't give him anything because his name means address. nothing. No, because his name has no worth. So they have to go to the fight we ring. We go to the fight club. But I mean, what I'm saying, and then Edgar he gives, gives him. Right. He gives him, an, I guess he gives him an address. He gives him uh, the address of the, uh, the, the fancy restaurant. The fancy restaurant, yeah. right? And so he meets Derek. And then Derek's the guy who's like, lets him know that it's right. somebody you don't want to mess with. But the son has to get the reservation. Right, son's yeah. got to get the reservation, and they're all doing this behind the dad's back. Right, and so then he, you know, sort of dresses down the the chef, and it's like, go, go make your English. Right, pub. but what is he? What is he? Yeah, like what is he? What is he using to dress all these people down? Well, he's the, using the truth to some degree, or or they're like, who did he, you want he's, to be? He's cutting through to their truth. Right, right, exactly. He's saying, hey, this is your truth. Yeah, you do I you. know your truth because I've tasted your food. Right, right? you're not happy. This doesn't right. taste happy. Go be you. Right, exactly. And it doesn't have to make money. Just just enjoy right. your life as best you can because nothing and then, matters. And then he fights the last guy. I mean, then essentially he gets then to Arkin after right. that, or Adam Arkin after yeah. that. And that's a And whole... he essentially fights him with right. food as well by right. saying, hey, like, now I'm going to feed you something that reminds you of, of your gonna, true love. Right. I'm going to bring. Of what you've lost. Right. You can't control yourself lost. when you taste this. You're going to bring right. that back to you. I'm going to bring all that flooding back so you remember who you were and the love that you, you experienced right. and, and how you how far you've strayed from that. Exactly. I'm going to break you a little bit. Right. Because, you know, they get so the special really wine. So really food is his, the, is his gun, is right? It, yes, is his weapon. Yeah. Exactly. And he also, you know, continues to work on Alex Wolf's character, yeah. uh, the son, uh, with food as well, mm -hmm. right? He mm -hmm. kind of tells him about the French toast and he, you know, yeah. talks about Steel stuff bread. with him. And, and, and he's oddly forthcoming, Alex Wolf's character, about yeah. his mom and, and his dad yeah, and all that know. stuff, you know, but, you know, you're getting backstory. Yeah. You need but yeah, what, what'd you put story at? I put I, four. You put story at four story as well. At four. I did. No, I put, sorry, three point five. I apologize. 3. Okay, 5. I put story at three. Um, okay. Again, I liked it. I'd like to go back and revisit some of those monologues because yes. some of them got a little like, okay, where, where are we headed with this, and, yeah. and how does this exactly tie in? Well, I think to rewatch it, knowing where it goes, might right. give it no, that, totally. Yeah. And so I, you that, know what? that that score could go up for me. He goes on an emotional truffle hunt with Alex Wolf as his pig, uh, right. <laughs> the guy he doesn't really need. Uh, but like his exactly, pig. he doesn't need the pig because the trees will tell. But he you. loves him, right? 
He does love him. Okay. <laughs> like what? Uh, I don't know if that God. holds up. Well, because it was a substitute for his. He doesn't yes. need the pig to find the truffles. He needs the pig to be his companion. Yeah. To anyway. Totally. Gut. Gut. I give it a three point five for gut. I went. Th- I went four. I was. A, this is fours mostly across the board for me here. Good. Um, yeah. Thank That's you. awesome. It's for me. The rewatch value is there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent there. Um, yeah. And I think it was a performance I have not seen from Nicolas Cage in a very long time, and I was happy to see this. Really, really interesting performance. Yeah. I thought the casting was fantastic. I thought the subtlety was I just it in a time when a lot of movies tend to go Leonardo DiCaprio, go hard in the paint. This one was like, you know what? Like, yeah, we're gonna give you John Wick, but without guns and without you know, you can deal with grief without shooting a bunch of people or yeah. kung fu chopping people. Right, you know? right. And 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 maybe, you know, maybe you gotta go off to the woods and and, and be alone for a while and that's okay or or you know. Maybe you hide yourself in your work, and and but at some point it will catch up, and you do need to deal with it. Yes. No matter what happens, you know whether you go on a gun-filled rampage or not. Right. At some point, you have to deal with this. Yes. Rage or this anger or yeah. this grief or whatever, whatever, however it's manifested. You still got to have your your moment. Your moment. Yeah. yeah. Which awesome. Is, yeah. And then awesome. um, overall, oh, great. we forgot emotional. Oh, investment. and then emotional investment. We were supposed to do that in between. Got um, emotional investment. I, I got a four. Okay. I was invested. Yeah. I was totally invested in this movie. You know, really from from the loss of the pig on, I was with it. I was in. Um, and then by the time we hit the scene where the the kid is talking to his mom through the door, mm-hmm. you're uh, you know they've got you. You know what I mean? You're on a string at mm-hmm. that point. And then Adam Arkin does a, such a nice kind of comes from the kind of school of David Mamet, uh, which is very kind of like just deliver with intention mm-hmm. and i thought he did such a nice job of doing that and not playing the playing up the villain too much but just playing it as matter of factly and as kind of like businessman as possible mm-hmm. um which you know i really appreciated he didn't try and out duel anybody he yeah. just gave you his opinion and, mm-hmm. and uh so emotional investment for me was great and and both you believed adam ark and you believed nicholas cage mm-hmm. in their loss yes you know and you believed the son in his loss right you know, and, and if you think about it, the son on some level has lost more than anyone in this film, mm-hmm. right? He's lost his mother, and on some level, he's lost his father. Well, now he's just to, lost his, to his mother. His truffle supply. Oh, he gained. He still has it. Yeah, he still has but it. Because again, Nicholas Cage never needed the pig to get right. truffles, which he learns. Which I like. I like that because they justify him eating dirt in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he takes a knife full of dirt, and you're like, "Why are you getting dirt? You got a pig who's going to do this whole thing." <laughs> right. And then you realize, "Oh, okay, he's the one who actually right. finds he's it by buddies. eating dirt and looking at trees." He's just giving pizza to the pig, yeah. you know? Yeah, and making Delicious some sweet pizza. ass pizza. Yeah, um, good on you, boyo. I also went four, I'm four, a solid four. I, yeah. I, you know, it's got that John Wick. It, you know, such this a, this is my drama. Such a John Wick. simple movie. Too. It is, but it's, I don't know, it worked for me. Did you see mud? No, but I it, I really want to with uh, with Big Matt, right? With Big Matt, yeah. I felt like this was his uh, kind of a mud moment for okay. Nicolas Cage because right. I feel like Matthew McConaughey was kind of larger than life, and then he does this role in Mud yeah. that you're just kind of like, what a simple movie with such a good kind of like toned down kind of feel to it. It's, it's Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon's in it. There's a kid in it. Yeah, there's a yeah. kid who he's like a, he's like a guy who's a little bit on the run, and yeah. and this kid comes out to this island that he's kind of hit, hiding out on and. Anyway, and it was just like a nice, easy, simple movie with just yeah. such like a good performance from him. Yeah. And I felt like this is what what Nick Cage kind of did here. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend this. This is not yeah. our typical fare. Yeah. This is our deconstructed action episode. Yeah. I should say this before I tell everybody our totals. If you like this, if you want more of these kinds of movies, you got to let us know. Yeah. Email us or Instagram us or Instagram whatever. Instagram us. Uh, let, let us know. know. Listen to the pig episode. We're, we're not going to be the last it. drama podcast, but we will certainly investigate some more 
films along this. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we might add some more to our repertoire. Yeah, well, who knows? You never know. Because uh, this was fun. So it was totals? fun to talk this stuff. Well, yeah, as, as two people who went to school for acting, I feel like we had a you little know, fun. We, are, we got some drama nerd in we us, do, that's for sure. Bit. 19.5 for me and 18 for you. Nice. A well-liked film. It's a well-liked film. And I, I will be interested to see, upon rewatch for both of us, how this shapes out again. Because yeah. I think it goes up for me. Again, yeah. I really... Kind of story is where I think that and it's it, short, it would... Short and sweet. Yeah, they don't they overdo they it. draw it out. I did, it, you know, so much you, drama takes so long. And a lot of questions left. Such an easy story. But you don't need them because it's not about that. Right. Let's just get to the end. Yeah, we don't need do we don't this. need everything wrapped in a bow. Right. We don't need a, a, a pretty conclusion. We just need he figures something out and that probably changes the trajectory of his life in right. some way. Yeah. Right. Whether he becomes just slightly less of a recluse, uh, but still does the truffle game, yeah. or maybe he just goes back and he can listen and he can be at peace with the death of his wife and he's mm-hmm. good for it. Maybe Thank that's you. maybe that's all we needed to get out of this movie. Right, exactly. Is that peace. And that th- that ending was great. It was just him laying down listening. I was like, that's all I need from. Him. I don't yeah. that that I didn't need a big emotional. And, and you know. he washed his face. And he did wash his. Thank you. Right at the end for washing. I just kept thinking, how bad must he smell? Yeah, just a nice refresh. Just a little refresh. Yeah, that's all you needed, really. Rare. Probably could have avoided this whole thing if you just washed your face right away. You could have been like, oh wait a minute, Ugh, <laughs> nothing's changed. Uh, Ray, um, Ray, I'm saying four. What? Four for Ray. Four for Ray. You're saying uh, rental. Rental. I, I mean, for I don't sure. Know if you can get it for it's free on over Netflix. There, but, watch it. Yeah. I'd say watch it immediately. Watch it immediately. It's a four. Yeah. I mean, I go get it. Check it out. I mean, you could. I uh, when I five it. No, I don't know if you necessarily would have to go see it in the theaters. I think it works just as well at home. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with a. I'd say four. Ray. If you can muscle through the underground fight punch scene, uh, the rest of the it. movie is stick nice. Stick with it. Yeah. Stick with it. I'd be interested to hear Ray's opinion on this. I would. He's a, he likes yeah, to cook he's a, as well. He's also has a. A good ear for for dialogue and and that kind of stuff. And, and he I, understands cooking. And so uh, I think I think it would be interesting to get his point of view. Um, all right, well, uh, that is all we got. We, so next week, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Eve, doing some Die Hard. Die Hard, and then Spider Man. Spider Man. You yep. got time to watch it. It comes out on the seventeenth. Our show will not air until the last day yes of 2021 yes and if you for some reason were like oh i didn't realize you guys would do this one you're an idiot you are an idiot we're an action podcast we are definitely we're watching peter spiderman peter spiderman and then we are opening we're gonna go ahead and call 2022 season two nice why not nice. the That's... matrix is episode one season two we're opening it on january 7th boom you're welcome you know what that means what's that mean that means we don't get a break between seasons we don't do breaks uh-uh we don't do breaks. Now, that said... We're a blue-collar show. We work right through holidays. While you're in Barcelona... Barcelona? We might throw up a classic episode you've never heard Ooh, before. Ooh, one of them... We, what do we call those? Vault episodes? Vault episodes. Nice. We might throw up an MCU discussion. We've got one out there. Ooh, yeah. Let's get you that know, out. We do have a, an MCU discussion. With that was a good discussion. Eric. I got a... People call them discussions. They do. Anymore? I got to piece that one together. That's going to be a... That's <laughs> oh, gonna that's going to be a, a bit... That's a long one. Well, yeah. And also, eat. like, I, I just remember thinking halfway through, like, we should shut the door. Oh, the because door was you were open, just right. echoing into the into oh. the hall or into that like outside yeah, like was hall it coming area. back in you think yeah uh, well, you you'll hear it you'll hear oh, it i'm gonna hear it all right um that's for you to deal with last oh, shot of the last year, shot of the last year shot my of the friends year. Oh, it's been fun hope it's better than thank the first you shot. all for joining us hold over hall here we go oh god it was worse uh to me i think it went better <laughs> I'm okay. I love it. It's great stuff. Hacha. Hacha.
This is our last show together this year oh, in person. I'm going to miss you, bud. I'm miss you too, bud. Miss you oh too. my gosh! I'm gonna have a fun time without you. Know, know that, I'm but try. it doesn't mean I don't miss you. Nah, I appreciate that. Believe that. We'll see you guys next week, I guess. And yeah. And, and again, thank you everybody for sticking with us through this yes. is what, like, episode 27, 28. I don't thank know. Thank you, 29 maybe. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners. Appreciate it. And as always, there is a bomb in the oven. Exit on the damn poolside, kids. It's simple. <laughs> About what you thought about the last monster. I will. I was pausing there just in case I can match it up with the, with yesterday's recording. But I'm also going to talk just in case it can't match up. But I'm getting, I get a little pause so that I can. Okay.